Hey guys, welcome to the first podcast. I am Anish, this is Rohan, and we're part of the Fantasy Crew. Uh, we both are high schoolers, sophomores to be exact, and yeah, let's just get started. So first we're going to talk about yesterday's game. It was the Cowboys versus Buccaneers. How do you feel about it, Rohan? Yeah, so um, I think the main thing that we saw from that yesterday's game was Dak uh, really hasn't been affected by the injury and in that he's still, I think, sort of uh, the same player as he was last year, which I think that was kind of a big thing because with the shoulder injury and the ankle injury, we weren't really exactly sure to see how he's going to play last year, but or how he's going to play this year, but uh, I think it was good that uh, he played played really well. He had, uh, I think he had 27 fantasy points last night, which um, against the Bucks defense, that's a, that's a pretty good thing to do, and they have a pretty easy schedule coming up with um, only one playoff team with the, uh, in the, in, until week 11. Yeah, so I actually think Dak is going to be, we don't know exactly, but I think, he'll be, I think he'll be good. I think he'll be good. But for now, we don't know anything until more weeks happen, right? So I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott was definitely a question mark yesterday. I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to be bad yet, but um, it definitely wasn't encouraging to see how he played. Uh, you know, only he didn't get that many carries, but who knows? Only 11 carries was not great, but even on the 11 carries, he only really had like one good run. Um, no touchdowns. They also didn't really throw to him too much, only two receptions. But uh, again, they do have an easy schedule. Um, so that's... It, it's not completely over yet, but uh, it wasn't great with how he played yesterday. Well, for me, I'm actually... I think Zeke will be fine. I think it was one bad game against the best defense ever. Uh, best defense in the league right now, at least. And it could uh, with Tom Brady. I think Zeke. It was his first game. He only got what ten carries. Eleven. Yeah. Eleven carries. Yeah. So maybe he could do better. Maybe he does worse. But I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. But for my opinion, I think if you're a Zeke owner in a fantasy league, um, definitely keep him. But if you are, uh, if you're trying to trade for him, see what see what you can get for him because he could be very good. Uh, also, I wanted to mention this. Uh, this is we're gonna be talking about this from a full PPR league. I didn't mention that earlier. But yeah, that's how we play, and that's how most people do play. So yeah, I think the the Dak was probably the best thing for the Cowboys. But another really good thing was C.D. Lamb. He played pretty good in fantasy last week, yesterday. Um, he does have to work on his drops though. He he can sometimes drop a too many passes. Which yeah, I'm pretty sure he had what 15 targets, something like that. Yeah. And um, 15 targets and only seven receptions, which I found is kind of ridiculous. But maybe in the future, maybe uh, later on the road, he could be something because obviously they're trying to evolve him into the wide receiver one but um right now it's mark cooper as we can both tell how he played yesterday two touchdowns over 140 yards crazy game from him but so. i do think uh michael gallup is out uh three to five weeks now so i think cd lamb is a good start for the next few weeks uh they also have some pretty good matchups in the chargers philadelphia carolina new england um the giants so it's not like too tough of matchups, and with him being number two receiver, and they weren't running it much with Zeke, it could be a pretty good start for the. He could be a pretty good starter. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. All right, so now that we're done with the uh, the Cowboys side, let's talk about the uh, Bucks. How they played. So obviously Tom Brady's Tom Brady. He played really good. Um, you can expect that for most of our weeks. The one issue we do have with Tom Brady is his rushing upside, but that's not a big issue. For me, uh, at least for me, um, maybe uh, he does get a lot of passing yards, obviously, just like how Dak played yesterday. So yeah, and one thing we can talk about is Antonio Brown, how he played yesterday. Yeah, he was. Uh, he ended the season off pretty good last year too, and uh, if he could keep this up the entire year, obviously, it doesn't help that he has to play with uh, 
Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, but uh, I think Tom Brady does like Antonio Brown a lot. Yeah, he welcomed into his home, yeah. so that's something there. He had 23 fantasy points last night. Ended the season off with a 20-point game, a 13-point game, a 36-point game. So he's he's been doing good in the playoffs. He caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He was playing pretty good. Um, Gronk was also another player that was really good uh, last night. He had um, 29 points and uh, two, pro- two uh, receiving touchdowns. He wasn't great last year in the regular season. He uh, had a few decent games, 18, 17, uh, 19, week 16. Um, it, yeah, I don't know how consistent he'll be with the amount of receiving threats that the Bucks have, but if he could be consistent, then I think that could be a top 10 tight end this year. Yeah, I mean, it can easily go either way. I think that uh, Gronk, uh, maybe he was just doing that because Tom Brady wanted to get his 100th touchdown with Gronk. Maybe that's why they did so well together, but we really don't don't know until it happens, so until the season happens. Yeah. Uh, next, let's talk about Godwin and Mike Evans. So, obviously, Chris Godwin played amazing last night, 23 fantasy points, and with Mike Evans only at 5. He did play good in fantasy, but he did, uh, he had a fumble, I think, yeah, fumble... Yesterday, it uh, almost cost them the game, but they did. They were able to uh, uh, make up for it. But um, oh yeah, how do you feel about that? Uh, that uh, off the last yeah. play, that you know, it was offensive pass interference. It did look like it on the replay, and probably was, but I don't know. I yeah, that probably was an offensive pass interference. Yeah. I don't know if it really would have cost the Cowboys the game though, because I think it wasn't like fourth down or anything, so the Bucks still would have had a chance. But um, yeah, it was definitely a it was a close call. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I think it was definitely offensive pass interference, but you know what? It's over anyways. So. Uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans was very, very disappointing yesterday. Um, I think I think, I think, think it'll be okay, but uh, he is very touchdown dependent, which I feel is a risk. You don't want to ever... Um, you want Godwin, who will have that reception upside, but really with the Bucks receivers, can go either way because Tom Brady either throws it to one or the other. It rarely ever happens to be both of them in the same game. So yeah, yeah. This is something that Mike Evans had. He kind of had some bad games last year too, with uh, I think five games under ten points. Which uh, yeah, he's not the most consistent because of you know all the weapons that the Bucks do have, but he can have some good games. So I, I don't really think you should move off of Mike Evans, but uh, just be careful with him because he could have some pretty 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 bad games, but he could have some good ones. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But yeah, I mean Godwin. I think I think if it comes if you have Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, uh, we will be mentioning this later uh, in the sit section. But uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, if you have one of them, I think you should definitely start Chris Godwin because of the reception and yards upside instead of the touchdown upside you get from Mike Evans. Yeah, I don't think it's really too smart to have both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin just because you honestly don't know which one of them is going to do good that day. I would uh, honestly advise you to probably. Take package one of them with another player. Try to make a trade. Try to upgrade another position. Just focus on one of them and hope it they work out. Uh, yeah, I just don't think it's smart to keep both of them. Yeah, I mean, if you're watching this, you probably already know a lot about fantasy. So if you need one thing that we all know is that having two receivers from the same team is always never a good thing to do. So yeah, um, that was yesterday's game. Yesterday's game was very fun to watch. If you watched it, you you were in for a treat. So. Uh, next, we're going to talk, start talking about our starts and sits. So I will start it off. My first start is Latavius Murray. I think that him on the Ravens, if he starts, make sure he is starting for the Ravens. If he's starting, I 100% think he should go after him because Latavius Murray was, for the Saints, the touchdown running back 
instead of Kamara in the receiving upside. So receiving upside always went to Kamara. Uh, other than the six-touchdown game, obviously, they rush it to him every single time. But uh, every time uh, they run third down, maybe even second down on the goal line, they would go to Latavius Murray because of his power rushing. And he is a very, very underrated running back. I think he has a chance to be one of the best on the Ravens because of the Ravens, how they run the offense. So him, he, he I, I really like him this year. So I do like Latavius Murray too, but I don't love how they signed Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman. I know they're not too, those two are now pretty old and washed up now, but I feel like it's going to be more of a running back committee. But um, if they don't running back committee it, I think uh, Latavius Murray is probably going to be a good running back this year. Yeah, I mean, one thing we all should look, uh, we should worry about is Tyson Williams. I'm pretty sure he is the running back behind. Uh, I don't think they have a like a, a four like a they have like four decent running backs. I think they're just going to interchange depending on who's hot at the time. Sort of like the Bucks did last year with Fournette and Ronald Jones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right now the Ravens running back thing is kind of a mess. But I mean, if you had to pick one Ravens running back, I would definitely go with Latavius Murray. Yeah, he's probably the best one. He's been the best player in his career, and he's probably the best player. Okay, uh, my next start is Marvin Jones against the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans have one of the worst backfields in the league. Marvin Jones is an, a very good receiver. Uh, not very good, but he is a very solid receiver for the, uh, ja- the Jaguars. And I think with Trevor Lawrence, that could be a very good very good thing for him. Uh, one thing you do have to keep an eye on, though, is LaVisca Chenault. I think he can break out this year. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But I think Marvin Jones, great start. If you have him, start him. If he's still on your waivers, definitely should pick him up. But most likely, if you're in a 10-man league or a higher, he will not be on the waivers. But yeah, definitely, you should go after him. Yeah, Marvin Jones, he's a he's a pretty pretty good wide receiver. He can be a little inconsistent, but he could have some good games. Last year, at 23, 25, 27, 38, week 17. So yeah, that was... On the Lions, obviously, but now he's kind of the main target on the Jags. But um, if you could, if you could sort of be a little bit more consistent, he could be a starting wide receiver for some ten man leagues. Yeah, hundred um, percent. My next start is James Robinson. Now, I know two Jaguars players isn't the best, but it's James Robinson. They just lost Travis Etienne. Um, he's the main running back. We can we see that last year. He was, I think, running back four last year, yeah. which was insane to me. And I think him with Trevor Lawrence could be very, very good this year. I think they're going to be deadly. And Houston Texans obviously never have had a good uh, run defense. So Yeah. Honestly, if you're playing against the Texans, most of the time it's a pretty much it's – a, it's a good matchup no matter who the player is. Obviously, it needs to be somewhat decent of a player, but it's always a good matchup going against the Texans. And, yeah, James Robinson, he's now the number one running back with ETN out. And, you know, you, it always wants to help – it's always helpful for the rookie quarterback to have a nice running back to – sort of relieve some of the pressure off, which I think that's, with Joe Mixon not really being too healthy last year, kind of hurt Burrow out a little bit. I think if he, they could have uh, relied on the run a little bit more, it might have helped Burrow out a little bit more, and maybe he wouldn't have gotten hurt. Yeah, so uh, actually, uh, one thing I do want to mention is that if you have players like Devonta Adams, or if you're in a smaller league that you have like very, very good players, definitely starting over these guys. We're just saying this because we're in a, we're in a deeper league, 10-man league, so yeah, that's where we're coming from. That's our point of view on this. Yeah. Uh, you want to go with your starts? Yeah. So uh, I think my first start is Raheem Mostert. Um, I think it's it's just a really good matchup. I mean, the Lions just don't have a good run D. The Niners' O line is pretty healthy now, um, and the Niners they do have a running back committee. But I think with no Jeff Wilson there, they cut Gallman. I think it's a pretty good matchup. I know they have uh, Trey Sermon and Hasty, but I just don't know how much they're going to get paid played yet. Um, 
hasty last year. You know, he was a uh, he had a few plays where he was good, but he did struggle a little bit. So I don't know if he's really a reliable option in your running back committee. And Sermon's a rookie, so honestly, I don't really know too much about Sermon. I don't know if they're gonna play him a lot. I just trust Mostert this game. Mostert's still their starting running back. He's probably maybe the fastest running back in the league. Um, and with that Kyle Shanahan running scheme, it's it's a I think it's a pretty good start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think I think that's a that's a pretty good start. One of the worst defenses in the league, if not the worst defense in the league. Um, I mean, one thing I do have an issue with though is Trey Sermon. I think I uh, definitely start him this week, but in the future, I think they're going to go to Sermon a lot more because they want to try it. They want to give their most of their carries to the rookie, and uh, Mostert has had a fumbling issue in the past. So yeah, I think uh, Sermon Sermon will start to get more carries as the year goes on. I just don't think week one. Sermon will get too many carries. So I think Mostert week one is probably a good matchup. After that, I don't know. Um, like uh, week 17, they are playing the uh, Houston Texans, which is your championship uh, week for most people, I'm pretty sure. And uh, I know that's a little bit ways to go now, but I think at that point, Sermon might get a little bit more and Jeff Wilson will be back at that point. So it might be Mostert is probably a better start first five weeks of the season, maybe only three weeks. He is playing Green Bay Week 3, which obviously we know what happened in the championship game. We'll see how he does then. Um, he does have to stay healthy. He, he, he uh, struggles staying healthy sometimes, so we'll see how he plays. Yeah, I definitely definitely agree with that for sure. Um, okay. okay. So uh, my second uh, start is going to be the 49ers defense. Pretty much the same thing. The Rams. The, not the Rams. The Lions just suck, honestly. Um, their offense does have some potential with DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson, but... With how Jared Goff has played the last few years against the Niners, I think it's a it's a good start for the Niners' defense. Um, Jared Goff has always just struggled against the Niners recently. Um, pretty sure the Niners are four zero last four times they played, and uh, we've had some years, especially last year, where we were completely injured, um, and uh, like we had backups playing, backups, backups are playing, and uh, we were still able to win and you know really give a tough time to Jared Goff. So I think that's a pretty good start there. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, one defense, if you have it, I would start over, is the um, uh, the uh, what's it called the the Broncos defense have a very good defense against the Giants. So that's one thing. And the Rams, the Rams are playing Chicago. That's a very good matchup for me. And obviously, Rams have Aaron Donald, which and Jalen Ramsey, which just makes it very overpowered. Yeah, the Broncos defense. It's an interesting defense. You know, they have obviously Von Miller, and you know we'll see how Sertan is this year. They did sign Kyle Fuller. Have Justin Simmons, but um, I am very high on Sertan, by the way. I just want yeah. to mention that. I think Sertan obviously had that pick six during the preseason, but um, you know the Giants they have a pretty good offense with Saquon. We don't know how much he's going to play. He's going to be pretty limited, I think, week one. Um, I think uh, they also signed Kenny Galladay, which uh, he could be a he could be a decent player. Um, so yeah, we'll see we'll see how he does. Yeah, I mean, uh, Barkley is listed questionable for uh, Sunday's game, so. That is one thing to keep in note if you do have him. So just remember that. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. I think they. Uh, I think he's now probable to play. Yeah, he's expected to play now. So oh, I think really? he's gotten a little bit better. Um, yeah, Eckler is not questionable. He's he's he came back to practice today, but um, uh, we'll see we'll see how he does. So uh, now I got my third start, which is going to be uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts. He's a he's a good running running quarterback, right? Um, they're playing the Falcons, so I think that's a pretty good matchup. The Falcons do have a pretty rough defense. Um, uh, 
So we'll see how we'll see how Jalen Hurts plays, but uh, I think with how Hurts played, he played decent last year. I don't think he was anything special, but the Falcons they haven't really gotten much better on defense, and I I don't really know what they're doing as a team, but um, it's like they're sort of in a stuck they're stuck where they want to be sort of like contenders, but also aren't or also need to rebuild. Um, yeah. So then after Jalen Hurts, I got Marquise Brown. Uh, yeah, so the Ravens did lose, I think, three of their running backs all to ACL tears, which is just crazy. Um, so I think uh, Marquise Brown might get a little bit bigger of a role. He doesn't get a little bit better at catching. He can't struggle with that. Um, but yeah, also playing Raiders, they don't have a good defense. They did sign KJ Wright. They, they increased their defense a little bit, but again, their secondary, it isn't great. It, it really isn't. And um, if the Ravens might have to throw it more due to them not really having any real good running backs or like uh i think reliable starters we'll see how the tape is murray is but um if he isn't really reliable i think marquis brown could take a big step uh big step up this year and he, i think he's a good start against the raiders uh for me marquis brown is i think he'll be fine but i don't think he'll be insane like he'll, he'll be he'll be he'll be good because uh right now they just lost two of their best running backs gus edwards and jk dobbins and i think right now mark andrews obviously will be the main target that's lamar's favorite target that's one thing to keep in note so Lamar's value, I mean not Lamar. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark Andrews' value went up a little bit after these two injuries, just because I think they'll decide to throw it a bit more now. But uh, I definitely think that it'll, it'll come down to to what the Raven, how the Ravens want to run their offense with the new with the new addition, with the new injuries to their team. Yeah. So I think now we'll uh, move on to our sits, and I think Anish will start off with his. Yeah, so my first sit would be uh, Hunter Henry and Jared Cook for the Patriots. Uh, they're playing the Dolphins, which is one of the hardest defenses to go against. Uh, Johnny Smith. Oh, sorry, yeah. my bad. Uh, Hunter Henry and uh, Johnny Smith. I don't know why I said Jared Cook. Um, they're playing the Dolphins, which I find is a very hard matchup. And obviously, uh, that's two tight ends. I don't think Cam is going to... No, sorry. Uh, uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is going to hit them a lot, which... Yeah, that, that's the concern. See, I think uh, for me, it's um, the problem is you're having two tight ends. And tight ends is obviously a it's a tough position. You really have, only have three of them, maybe four, who are like, you know, you would want to start after that. Maybe just waivers are probably the best way to go. Um, but, yeah, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, I think if, it was, if they're on their own team, those are two tight ends who probably could make your team a starting tight ends. But uh, on the same team, I'm just not so sure about that. The Patriots... They don't have one real good weapon, but they have a, a bunch of targets in like Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Nelson Aguilar, and then those two tight ends. It just seems a little too crowded for me to like start any of them kind of the entire year. Maybe one of them gets hurt. You could probably make a case that they'll, well, the other one could be a starter for your team. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, one player I am not very high on at all is um, DeAndre Swift. So... Uh, definitely a sit in my opinion. Only it, unless you have like uh, if you have better players. If you don't have better players, then I think you should start him. But uh, he's playing against the Niners defense, which is fully healthy now with Joey Bo- uh, uh, Nick Bosa and uh, just an amazing backfield that we have. Uh, so that's one thing to keep in mind. And also DeAndre Swift, he does have that passing upside, but I think they're gonna go to T.J. Hawkinson the most for passing and. I, I just don't see any point in start. I don't see DeAndre Swift breaking out this year. So, yeah, that's one thing we can do. So the Niners' defense is interesting, definitely, with, uh, you know, they had a really good defense 2019, the year they went to the Super Bowl. One thing they did struggle with, though, is the run. And um, 
I don't know if that's something that Robert Sala sort of was the reason why. Maybe his scheme was sort of worse against the run. But uh, now with their new DC and D'Amico Ryans, it might be a little bit different. Uh, it just came out that Javon Kinlaw is doubtful um, for Sunday, which will definitely hurt. Um, but I think DJ Jones is a pretty good replacement for the Niners. So, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if Swift will do good, but, uh, you know, they did get a little bit better offensive line. They did lose Taylor Decker uh, week one, so uh, Panay Sewell will be going at left tackle. So he'll be going against Nick Bosa. But, yeah, it definitely helps and definitely isn't the greatest matchup with the Niners just having amazing front seven. Um, I think I think we'll see how uh, D'Amico Ryan plays the run. It might be a little bit different from what uh, Robert Sala did, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm very, I want to, I would really want to see how Panay Sewell plays. I really liked him coming into this draft, so that is one thing I really want to keep note of. Yeah, I think one thing that's really good about he could play either guard or tackle, and I think that's something that's really important in the NFL right now. And I think if Decker didn't play, um, Sewell probably would have been playing left guard or right guard, and um, yeah, so his ability to move anywhere on the offensive line, I think, can make him a a top top tackle or top offensive lineman uh, in a few years. Yeah, I seriously don't know why the Bengals didn't take him. I know that Joe Burrow probably wanted Jamar Chase, but they desperately needed yeah. O-line help for Joe Mixon and uh, uh, Joe Burrow. Obviously, that's what got him injured, so I think that's something the way they should have gone. He got Pinesuel. Penesuel. Uh, yeah, but uh, obviously, this, off, uh, this preseason, Jamar Chase has been awful, like completely yeah. awful. He's dropped three passes in one game. One in another game that was that was terrible and yeah yeah I mean it doesn't really they, I think I, I I also didn't really get that pick from the Bengals I mean having T Higgins and Tyler Boyd I felt like you were pretty decent there at wide receiver and um, it just didn't make sense to go to another wide receiver when you really need that O line help um, you could have gotten Sewell or Rashawn Slater either of them really would have helped your team out I think and you know you really can't win without a good off- offensive line you just can't um, you saw what the Chiefs did last year. It was rough for them with the their left tackle, right tackle, both out for the Super Bowl. You really need that offensive line to to work. Yeah, seriously. Like last year, um, we really saw. I, I mean, uh, Joe Mixon he got injured, and this year I'm not very high on Joe Mixon just because of that. he's a terrible 16, 17, and also that his O line is completely terrible, and he's gotten injured every year. Um, I'm one of the few players to actually take a chance on him last year, and he got injured for me, which really really sucked. But it's okay. It's it'll be fine. Uh, and yeah, that's my uh, that's my sits. All right, so my first set is going to be pretty obvious. It was sort of uh, like my uh, start for the Niners defense, and my first set is going to be Jared Goff. He's just been bad against the Niners. It's pretty much the same reason why I think you should start the Niners D. Um, yeah, Jared Goff has just been bad. Um, it does help a little bit, Jared Goff, that uh, Emmanuel Mosley is doubtful for the game as long as Kinlaw, but that Niners defense is still really deep, and um, that D-line is it's gonna be is going to be going after Goff. Um, yeah, he struggled against the Niners. He's been just bad against him. I think it's a it's a set. If you need a if you need a quarterback, I would definitely go a, another direction, just not Jared Goff. Yeah, I mean, if any team knows how Goff plays, it's the Niners because we we're used to be in the same division as uh, yeah. Jared Goff. So that's one thing we keep note of. Yeah. So uh, for my second set, it's David Montgomery. Montgomery is a pretty good running back. So this is obviously the case where if you have a player who's close enough to David Montgomery, but. Um, it's pretty simple. He's playing Aaron Donald. You just you never want to go against Aaron Donald. I think he's easily the best defensive player in the league right now. He just destroys the run game, destroys the pass game, just gets so many sacks. It's it's hard to play against Aaron Donald. And the Rams have a pretty good front seven. So 
I think if you have someone else, another option that could work, I think it's better to play a da- uh, sit David Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, I love Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is probably one of my favorite defensive players. He's insane. You cannot block him anywhere on the field. So, yeah, your next one. So, uh, those are my sits. I think now we'll move on to who we think will break out this year. Yeah, so my first breakout is Brandon Ayuk. I think he'll be very good this year. Obviously, George Kittle is healthy, and I mean, I'm, I'm a Niners fan from my point, so... Uh, I, I do really think that Ayuk will be good this year. Brandon Ayuk, very, very good last year, but obviously we had, uh, the Niners had a lot of injury concerns. But Brandon Ayuk, I think how he played last year, I think definitely. And uh, also, uh, Shanahan did say that Ayuk played amazing in the pre- in the camp- in training camps, so that's one thing to keep note of. So I'm really excited to see how yeah. he plays. Ayuk, I mean, any player on the Niners is always a tough to me, is always a tough start just because of how inconsistent they can be. But Ayuk last year, um, three straight 20-point games, week 13 through 15, kind of a bad week 16. Um, but, you know, Ayuk, uh, it doesn't – it could help getting Kittle and uh, Debo like, fully healthy back, which maybe takes a little bit of pressure off uh, Ayuk and maybe some corners off Ayuk. But it also could hurt him if uh, – there's just not enough targets to go around with the amount of times we run. And if we pass it, if we go to Kittle a lot, we go to Debo. It might it might be tough for Ayuk to get some receptions. But if if he could be good in the run game as well with some jet sweeps, I think he, he has a chance of breaking out this year. But I think he really needs to take that step up. In the preseason, he did struggle a bit with, I think, a two drops, three drops maybe. But, um, yeah, we'll see how he plays this year. Yeah. Uh, my next breakout is Jerry Judy. I'm actually really excited to see how this guy plays. Um, now he has a much better QB than last year. He had Drew Locke last year, obviously. Now he has Teddy Bridgewater, who played pretty good on the Panthers, and I think he'll be very good on the Broncos this year. Uh, Jared Judy, he, in my opinion, I think he's going to be wide receiver one over Cortland Sutton. I don't think it's close. And last, if you, if not the best, he was one of the best route runners in the draft class last year. He had insane route running, and I think he has a chance to be really, really good this year. He also almost led the league in uh, air yards, but like Antonio Brown, but obviously he didn't. A lot of them didn't. He didn't come down with. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean the Broncos have an interesting, uh, interesting situation at quarterback with uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Honestly, if I'm looking fantasy purposes, I kind of like Drew Locke more just because of the just the way he passes the ball, where he just likes to sling it. Teddy Bridgewater, he is a good QB, but he does kind of like to settle a little bit. He's not like really the run and gun type player that Drew Locke is. Drew Locke does throw a lot of interceptions, but uh, I think if the Broncos want to win, I think Teddy Bridgewater is probably the better better choice. But uh, for fantasy, in my opinion, I think Drew Locke helps Jerry Judy out a little bit. But um, yeah, they do get Cortland Sutton back, which um, might hurt Judy a little bit, but uh, I don't think it'll be too much. Judy was decent last year. I don't think he was anything special. He kind of struggled uh, week 11 through 14, 15 actually. Uh, had some decent games, 25 against Atlanta. 27 against uh, the Raiders. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's all. Right now, I heard Judy is one, my breakout player, so yeah. Uh, my next breakout, breakout player, uh, this one's kind of obvious, uh, Jonathan Taylor. I think he'll be very, very good this year just because um, how he played last year. He was easily the best uh, rookie running back last year by a wide margin. Uh, he had, uh, let, me, let me pull up his totals real quick. He had a total of... 232 carries, obviously not a lot with uh, 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 Naeem Hines, but I think that'll. De- I think they're definitely going to use him as a running th- their main running back. I'm not really concerned about Marlon Mack per se, but I think definitely Naeem Hines will eat into that reception work, which is a little bit of concern to me. But 
I think Jonathan Taylor this year will definitely take that lead role. And I mean, look at look at how he ended the year off. I know he had a very good schedule, but his last game he had 30 carries, which is a very stupid amount of carries. And I feel like that will definitely help him. So yeah, his totals were 232 rushing attempts, uh, uh, 1,169 yards, 11 rushing TDs, and he averaged five yards per carry and had one receiving TD. Yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor does have a lot of upside, but uh, I don't know if Carson Wentz is going to help him or not. I think uh, with Carson Wentz, I feel like the Colts might want to take a little bit more chances passing the ball than they did with Phillip Rivers as Phillip was old and just he couldn't really do much on the offensive side. Naeem Hines will hurt him receptions-wise, which... uh, you know, I don't think Jonathan Taylor ever really was the biggest uh, receiver as a running back, but uh, if he can get in the end zone, I think that will uh, that should be his main goal right now. Just if he can get in the end zone, he'll he'll score a good amount of points. I mean, I don't know if this uh, matters a lot, um, uh, a lot, but they did say the coach did say uh, Frank Reich did say that um, uh, he wanted Jonathan Taylor to be the main the workhorse running back. We'll see how that turns out. Earlier, he did say he wants sixty percent of the carries to go to Jonathan Taylor, and then 40% of other running backs. So that is one thing to keep note of, And but I really do think Jonathan Taylor would be something special this year. Uh, my next player is Antonio Gibson. This one, again, not a big surprise. Coach said he wanted to be like CMC, uh, wanted to give him a CMC role, which I feel like is very, very big. Antonio Gibson played very, very good last year on Turkey, Turkey Day. Uh, he did have that toe injury, which does concern me a little bit, but... I do really think that Antonio Gibson will break out this year as Washington has Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, but they're going to obviously go to Antonio Gibson there. I think that's their main target now. So, yeah, I, I actually am very excited for that Washington offense this year. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, Antonio Gibson's definitely a good player. I don't know if Fitz helps him either because I feel like Fitz is someone who wants to throw the ball deep, throw it, take risk, risky passes, and I don't know how much he likes checking down. Fitz is... Always a player who's just been chucking the ball as much as he could and never really been the biggest player to check down, but uh, we'll see. I think he needs to improve his running a little bit. Uh, I think receiving, he's a he's a he's a good running back, but uh, if he could if he could become a good running like a good runner of the ball, um, then I think he'll be a good running back this year. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, but um, I think that Gibson will be top. He's not on my top ten list, but I think uh, in the future uh, he definitely could be. Okay, uh, that's my breakouts. Okay, so my first breakout is going to be Miles Gaskin. Um, I think Miles Gaskin is going to have a little bit bigger of a role this year. Um, you know, I think he's going to be the, the main starting running back for the Dolphins. Yeah, I think with Tua, Tua, yeah, we don't really know too much about Tua. It's only been one year, so we can't really say if he's a bust or not. But I think um, having a good run game will definitely help Tua. And uh, Miles Gaskin hasn't really been the greatest at running the ball i mean i think he has some decent game 91 yards against the jets last year uh, 90 yards against the Bengals, 87 against the raiders but i think uh where he'll take his biggest leap this year will be receptions he had 388 reception yards last year and um he didn't play all the games he played one he missed one two three four five six games last year so you know i think it was a decent amount yeah i i think miles gaskin could be very very good this year as well um, I am a little concerned, though, about Tua. I don't like Tua that much uh, going into this year. He's a good guy, but I don't think he'll be very good in, uh, in fantasy this year. So, Miles Gaston will get a lot of rushing attempts, but passing-wise, I think he'll get involved. I mean, he played amazing in preseason. He had two touchdowns one game, which is crazy, but then again, it is preseason. So, I mean, Miles Gaston could go either way for me. Yeah, I just like that uh, 
in the preseason game against the Falcons, he had uh, four catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. And he also had a rushing touchdown, which if you get four, uh, four, four, 44 yards receiving as a running back, I think that's pretty good. I think he could take a big step if Tua kind of wants to check down a little bit more. And yeah. So for my second breakout player, it's going to be Corey Davis. Um, Corey Davis, now on the Jets' new team, he was uh, pretty good last year if you really take into account that he played with A.J. Brown, played with Derrick Henry. He had he was a pretty consistent player. Um, only two games under 10. He did miss four games, but uh, only two games under 10. Now he's kind of the second option on the Jets' offense. Maybe the first if he's better than Jameson Crowder. Um, I think Denzel Mims might take a little bit from him, but... Uh, yeah, with Zach Wilson being the quarterback there, I think he'll want to. Zach Wilson will look to throw. I think the Jets really want to get him like as the main source of offense for them. And they don't really have a good running back in Tevin Coleman. I mean, Coleman used to be good, but uh, wasn't great last year with the Niners. But uh, I think if they're gonna throw it. I think Corey Davis will be a pretty good uh, receiving threat. And I think you know in the preseason game, four targets or six targets, four receptions, seventy yards in a preseason game. I feel like that's pretty good. Um, so yeah. I, I like I like Corey Davis this year. I do like Corey Davis a lot too. I think Zach Wilson will be a great QB for Corey Davis. Corey Davis is, I in my opinion, the wide receiver one. So I definitely agree with this one for sure. Okay, so uh, my next breakout player it's another player I told you guys to start, which was uh, Marquise Brown. It's pretty much the same reason. The Ravens don't really have their same running backs anymore. You know, they did sign three of them, but they're not as good. Um, and I think without those running backs, they might look to pass a little bit more. And if they need to pass. They did sign Sammy Watkins, but I really don't know how good he's, he is anymore. They do have Mark Andrews, but uh, you got to pass it to at least one receiver. So I think Marquise Brown will be that main guy, and yeah, I think he'll he'll be good this year. I mean, there's always this joke going around: Sammy Watkins is the best wide receiver on wide receiver one day on Week One because in the past two weeks he's been insane on Week One. So that's always a fun thing to keep in. Uh, yeah, okay, I so, think Marquise Brown will be good this year too, for sure. I think he'll be he'll be solid. I think now we'll uh, move on to our running back rankings this year. So this is going to be the preseason, before the season rankings. Uh, we did this bef- before the uh, season started, so I, it won't be affected by the it won't be affected by the game yesterday. And uh, Nisha will start with his. Yeah. So actually, one thing I did forget to mention is my deep sleeper. So one player that I think, if you're in a deeper league, twelve man plus, fourteen man plus, uh, definitely go after Tony Pollard. I am I loved how he played. I really do like Tony Pollard. Uh, the one game that he started uh, when Zeke wasn't playing, he was playing us, the, uh, the Niners, actually, which he played, I think he played really good, right? Yeah. Uh, one uh, rushing touchdown, which was... It was a pretty good rushing touchdown, too. You think he broke a few tackles, and uh, it was a pretty long one. Um, I think Tony Pollard, though, we saw yesterday, he uh, he got a few carries. It wasn't really all Zeke yesterday. Um, he didn't do much, I don't think, like Zeke, um, but I think if Zeke really doesn't work out this year, which I don't really think will happen. I think he'll still be a decent running back this year. Um, but if Zeke doesn't work out, then totally Tony Pollard might get a might get a good amount of carries. Yeah, so this was his stats. He had 12 rushes, 69 yards, 2 touchdowns, uh, 5.8 yards per carry, 9 targets, 6 receptions, 63 yards for 31.2 fantasy points. Yeah, so last year against the Niners, I think they really uh, they didn't have Zeke that week, so... It, it was all Tony Pollard, and he played really well. Um, now, you do have to take into the fact that the Niners were completely hurt that week. I mean, that Niners defense had pretty much no one. Um, but, yeah, he did play well. That You can't deny. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to start with our rankings. Right? As Rohan said earlier, we're going to start about our running back rankings. 
So I'm going to start from 10 and up. So my number 10 is Jonathan Taylor. For the reasons I said earlier, I think he'll be very, very good this year. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a good player. I really do find him good this year. So uh, my number 9 is Nick Chubb. I think he'll be very, very good this year, but I don't like Kareem Hunt with him. Uh, that's one concern I do have. He is a very, very good player. Obviously, one of the best cutbacks in the in the game, and he all he has that that consistency breakaway for a touchdown, which is so huge for me. Uh, number eight, Saquon. Saquon, obviously, very, very good running back in his rookie season. I definitely think that um, if he can stay healthy, he is my top three for sure. But with that risk, I just don't find him that really good of a pick. But I mean, if you want to go risky, hundred percent take Saquon because he is that move. Uh, number seven, Zeke. Obviously, he didn't play good yesterday, but I'm really not that concerned about it. I think Zeke will be really, really good this year. I think he'll have um, a good rushing upside. Obviously, Tony Pollard will cut into that a bit because he played really good last year. Pretty good this game, too. Um, and, yeah, I think now Dak, we know Dak's back, and he's really, really good. He's good again, so he's always going to pass to Zeke, so that's one. And number six, I got Austin Eckler. He is PBR machine. Um, if you're in standard league, he is not even close to where I have him ranked. But Austin Eckler, a beast when he was healthy. Um, he gets all those targets from Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert will push him to the next level. And yeah, I think he can be an insane player this year. Oh, for sure. Keenan Allen will always take into those receptions because he's the wide receiver one. But Eckler does will get a lot of... Uh, yeah, that's nothing about Eckler. They did improve their offensive line with uh, Corey Lindsley and Rashawn Slater. I think... That could help uh, Eckler uh, running the ball more. We all we already know what he is as a pass catcher, but if he could improve his running a lot, he could be a he could he could really break out this year. Yeah, this is easily the best O line of his career. I forgot to mention that earlier. At number five, I got Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones. He plays underneath Aaron A Rod, which is Aaron Rodgers. He's MVP last year, and I think he gets those pass attempts from uh, from A Rod, and I think he'll be insane this year. I think Aaron Jones. Will be a little bit better than uh, uh, Eckler. I don't have him crazy high above Eckler, but I think he'll be very, very good this year. My number four is Derrick Henry. Um, I'm actually not that high on Derrick Henry as other people are. He had 2,000 yards last year, which was obviously insane, but I, I just don't see that happening again. They got a new offensive coach. I think he'll go to the passing game. I really do like AJ Brown and uh, um, and Julio this year, so that'll definitely hurt his uh, his game. So I think I think Derrick Henry he'll still get all those carries but it, it'll be okay. Uh, number three I got got Camara. Camara is he just lost Latavius Murray which will help. Um, so yeah that is I think he'll get all the rushing attempts now and all the passing attempts now. So yeah. Sorry. Uh, my number two is Dalvin Cook. I think he'll be really really good this year and yeah I mean Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook. There's no surprise there. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson will not affect him at all. Kirk Cousins obviously will pass to Dalvin Cook the most. And he is a beast in the rushing. And he got that receiving upside, which is just crazy to me. I think he'll be great this year. Also, one thing I forgot to say about Kamara. Um, he has, I know he just lost Drew Brees, which is a concern. But they just named Jamison Winston the number one QB, QB1, over Chasem Hill. Which is a huge thing that we learned this year. Because Kamara, uh, uh, he is... Kamara's Kamara, he played in Sayu's RB1 last year, and he's an insane player, so that's always one thing to keep in mind. And my number one, no surprise here, CMC. Uh, CMC had the one of the best running back seasons of all time. 1,000 rushing, 1,000 receiving. He averaged almost 30 fantasy points, and he's CMC. I mean, there's no chance the Panthers don't run the offense through him. He's going to get 
those 20-plus carries. He's going to get those 5-plus receptions. So that's not even a shock to guy. Most of you probably know that already. So, yeah. All right, so here's my top 10. At number 10, I have DeAndre Swift. I think with the um, Lions somewhat improved O-line, they're going to go to uh, Swift a little bit more with Goff instead of Stafford. I think it's going to be leaning a little bit more on the run game. Um, I, I, I think I think that's a good pick, but uh, I'm not really high on DeAndre Swift this year because he will be good, but I, I just don't see him improving that much with Jerry Goff. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine, I have Jonathan Taylor. Pretty much the same reasons as Anish. He's just he's a good player and... Um, it is a little bit worrying with uh, Naeem Hines and uh, Marlon Mack, but I think if if he if he if he could score touchdowns consistently, he'll be a good player this year. Number eight, I have James Robinson. He was number four last year. Lost uh, ETN out for the year. A rookie quarterback. I think they're gonna want to lean on James Robinson a little bit. Um, yeah, I think he's a good player. I think the Jags O line though is a little bit worrisome. Um, it's not the greatest O line, obviously. Uh, yeah, number seven, I have Nick Chubb. I think Chubb's a really good running back. You know, um, Kareem Hunt, again, obviously does not help him. Um, but, again, this is the Browns. They are a run-heavy offense. And Nick Chubb is uh, probably maybe a top-five running back if we're not talking about uh, fantasy. Um, yeah. Number six, I have Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, he was he was good last year, you know. Uh, he obviously had a 42-point game against the Lions. But other than that, you know, he had a few 20-point games. But some some under 10 to 20-point games, which you know, I don't love, which is why he's probably not top-five for me. Uh, number five, I have Austin Eckler. I think with the new O line, Justin Herbert probably taking a step up. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna want to go to Austin Eckler. Um, yeah, he's obviously one of the best pass catching running backs in the league. And yeah, number four, I have Derrick Henry. To me, probably the best running back in the league if we're not talking about fantasy. But this is fantasy and this is PPR, so you need to catch a little bit more than Derrick Henry does. But he, the the way he runs, he still scores a lot in fantasy. So he's still number four. But I think if if this wasn't PPR, I think he's probably one for me, maybe two behind Dalvin Cook. But um, this is this is PPR, so he is four for me. Yeah, I don't know how he has Dalvin Cook at one. I got this is it, it's uh, for not for in in NFL, so I don't, I don't know how he has that. But I think I think number two is uh, the, I think number one is Derrick Henry in my opinion. If we're not talking about fantasy, obviously, um, in fantasy he's not. In my opinion, he, he's number four. I already said that earlier, but uh, number one. No doubt, Derrick Henry. Number three, of Alvin Kamara. Pretty much the same reasons. He's a really good pass-catching running back. He's good at running. You know, Jameis instead of Drew Brees might hurt him a little bit because of how much Drew Brees did like to check down. And Jameis obviously does like to throw it deep, but it is a new offense for Jameis, so he might change a little bit. And yeah, number two, Dalvin Cook. I think it's pretty obvious. He's just a really good running back. Number one, CMC, and that's just the most obvious out of all of them. Now we do have to be worried. We do have to be a little bit worried about his uh, injuries last year. You know, it was kind of a rough year, but it was a rough year for everyone. A lot of running backs just was struggled a lot. So, you know, I don't think it's too much of a worry. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's too too worrisome, but it could be a, it could be somewhat of a concern. Um, I do have to note that there is no Zeke or Saquon Barkley on my list. Uh, no Zeke because I just with how Dak played last night. You know, this was made before Dak. Uh, Played, but um, I, don't know, I just never really liked Zeke too much, you know. With the uh, offensive line sort of going down for the Cowboys, they did lose Lyle Collins to a five-game suspension. Uh, Zach Martin has COVID. They lost Travis Frederick in two years. I just don't really love Zeke right now. And uh, obviously, now with, we see we saw how he played yesterday. He did get eleven, only eleven carries, but with his eleven carries, he didn't do much. 
Um, it is also probably the best defense in the league, but he still didn't do much with it. And uh, with how much they threw it with Dak, I think it's going to be hard to give Zeke too many carries, and the carries he does get might get split with Tony Pollard. Um, I don't have Saquon just because I don't love running backs after ACL injuries. It just doesn't it doesn't help the running back. And you know, I think this is the year that I think the Giants really decide if they're all in on Daniel Jones or if they kind of want to move off from him. So I think they might try to lean on him a little more. They did sign Galladay. They traded for Kyle Rudolph. I think uh, they drafted Kadarius Tony. I think or yeah. Um, so I think they got they got a lot of pass catchers. So I think they might go a little bit heavy on uh, Daniel Jones to really see if he is the quarterback that could lead him to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I I, I agree with that list. It's pretty good list. It's solid. Uh, you ready to go to wide receivers? Yeah. Okay, so my number 10 receiver is Terry McLaurin. I do know that he has Curtis Samuel this year, which isn't great, but and he has obviously Antonio Gibson, but I think Terry McLaurin is without a doubt the number one target, or it's interchangeable with Antonio Gibson, but Terry McLaurin is Terry McLaurin. He had a great season last year. He's playing with the best QB of he's ever had. So, yeah, I think... I mean, it, it's, it's it's an obvious statement that Fitzpatrick is an upgrade over, over Alex Smith, Kyle Allen... Dwayne Haskins is just he got a better he got he got a better quarterback which will definitely help him a lot. Yeah, uh, my number nine is DK Metcalf. I know this is very low for uh, for a lot of people actually. DK uh, he played very good last year, but he's so inconsistent, which I do just don't like. I can't have inconsistent receivers. Seahawks receivers with Tyler Lockett and DK is just too inconsistent for me. Now, if we're talking about in the league, I think he's top five. I love DK's body and how he uh, how fast he is. I think just those two together are insane. I can't say DK is a top five receiver in the league. He just he drops the ball too much for me, and uh, you know I think he could get there, but right now I don't have him in my top five. Yeah, I have him exactly at five, so that's one thing to keep in mind. Uh, number eight, Justin Jefferson. Now I think this one is probably the most interchangeable throughout the year. He can easily be top five. Uh, it all depends on how Kirk Cousins views him. If he wants to throw a deep most of the time, I think he is wide receiver one over Thielen, no doubt about it. But we'll, we'll really see how what kind of step Justin Jefferson takes. If he takes a small one, then he obviously... I mean, he had one of the best... He had the best rookie season for wide receiver of all time. So, something to keep in mind. So, yeah. Uh, number seven, I got A.J. Brown. Also very interchangeable. Not as interchangeable as Justin Jefferson. But he will... I think Julio will take off some concern over A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown will be, is obviously wide receiver one for me. He's going to get in that end zone a lot. And I know Derrick Henry is there. But like I said earlier... They got a new offensive coach, which I think will pass a lot more. So I think I think AJ Brown could be one of the top running back, uh, top uh, wide receivers next year. Uh, number six, Keenan Allen. Now I know you guys are probably thinking this is very very high, but I think I think Keenan Allen, how he played last year, uh, he was insane last year. Uh, he was a PPR machine. He would get those receptions, and I think I think Justin Herbert views him as target wide receiver one, target one. I think he goes to him more than Austin Eckler, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Keenan Allen's a good player, but I feel like now he's he's not old, but he's also not young, and uh, I think he's just he's way past his prime to be a number six receiver in the league right now. And I just, I just can't have Keenan Allen at six. Uh, I think he'll have a good season though, but I just don't have him at six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number five, I got D Hop. Now, I some people might have him over Calvin Ridley. I have Calvin Ridley over him. I'll talk more about that later, but. D-Hop is obviously, in my opinion, in the league, he's wide receiver two as the best receivers in the league. Uh, D-Hop has some of the greatest hands that we've seen. And I think last year, Kyler Murray did obviously affect him with the fact that he got injured and he couldn't, and that definitely affected him in the last six weeks. So I think D-Hop does get a little bit better this year, but I still just don't 
think that he'll be insane because with his with Kyler, Kyler rushes a little bit too much for me to see Diop getting in the end zone. So yeah, uh, number four, I got Calvin Ridley. Now this one, it's a little weird. Uh, Calvin Ridley, I think he'll break out. I think he'll break out more than he broke out last year. To be honest, how he played last year, he's a wide receiver one on the Falcons. No doubt about it. Russell Gage doesn't show much of a competition. Now, I am pretty high on Kyle Pitts. I think he'll be good. I think he'll be the second uh, target. But obviously, most of the things will go to uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, he had over 100 yards in most of the games he played with, without Julio. So now that he's wide receiver one, and Matt Ryan does love throwing it. So I, the, the Falcons' offense is just throwing it. So I think I think we'll go to I think we'll go to Calvin Ridley a lot. Now, Mike Davis might get some a lot of rushing attempts because they just got him, and he was really good on the Panthers last year. But Calvin Ridley... I think he'll be insane this year. I think he might. He could have. He could be wide receiver one by the end of the year. Who knows? But that's one thing to keep in mind. I'm not the biggest fan of Calvin Ridley. I mean, before last year, was he really? Uh, he wasn't really too big of a player, and I don't really know if he could keep that up. If he does keep that up, though, uh, he's definitely a top ten receiver. I think I could say that for sure. But I can't have him in my top five this year just because only one year. I don't know how consistent he'll be after that. And I think. Julio being there, I think, did help him a little bit because you know, it's Julio Jones. He's going to attract so much attention. So I think that helped him out a bit. And I don't know how he'll be as the number one receiver. Not top five. Nah, he's not in my top five. Okay, all right. I, I think he, I think it's interchangeable between him and D-Hop, for sure. Uh, my number four, I mean, number, my number three is Stephon Diggs. Now, him and Tyreek are also very interchangeable. Uh, Tyreek's my number two. Number three, Stefan. Stefan is P- oh, also a PBR machine. He led the league in receiving yards and I think receptions too. Um, I, I don't really remember, but uh, he was insane. Josh Allen, I think, I think he has a chance to be MVP this year, so that obviously means that comes with Stefan Diggs being insane this year. So I think Stefan takes that step and becomes arguably wide receiver two or one. Uh, my number two is Tyreek Hill. So... Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. He has Patrick Mahomes there. There's literally no shot. Tyreek Hill has that breakaway to be like have like 30 fantasy points at least because he's so fast. Like you can't you can't guard him. Um, that's one thing to keep in mind. Yeah, I mean Tyreek's Tyreek. There's no shot here. Uh, number one, also again, no shock at all. Devonte Adams, the best route runner in our league, and probably the best wide receiver in our league. He was insane last year with A Rod and MVP. Now I do am a little concerned about A Rod's little issue with the Packers, but I, I still think Devontae Adams, without any concept, uh, any exception, is going to be wide receiver one this year. Yeah. Uh, the issue with uh, Devontae, oh, Aaron Rodgers with the Packers, I think it's somewhat of a worry, but I think now it's been kind of resolved as Aaron Rodgers, I think this will be his final year in Green Bay, and uh, I think no matter what, I think either he'll retire after this year or move on to another team, but I think that he's he's going to be a good soldier this year and just like just go through the year out. Uh, I don't think it'll be too big of an issue. Yeah, for sure. All right. So here are my top 10 wide receivers for this year. Number 10, I have Allen Robinson. I think uh, Andy Dalton will look to hit Allen Robinson the most as, you know, they don't really have too many other pass-catching threats. And if Fields does overtake Andy Dalton, you know, the best thing for a rookie is to hit your best player. And it makes your job a lot easier if you have a player like Allen Robinson. So I think he'll be a pretty pretty big target for the Bears this year. Yeah, um, yeah. A Rod, A Rod is going to be really good this year. I think he's solid. But I, I'm not really sure about Andy Dalton. One thing I do want to say is I literally just got the notification. Austin Eckler is expected to play in Week One. So one thing that is a very good thing. We were a little bit worried about his hamstring, but that is good news. Very good news. Number nine, I got Amari Cooper. I think uh, 
I think with uh, Dak, you know, with Dak uh, throwing the ball a lot, they're going to go to Amari Cooper a lot. We saw how he played yesterday, 39 fantasy points, or almost 39. Michael Gallup out three to five weeks. That's definitely not going to help him. They don't really have too big of a tight end attack. Uh, their running backs are good, but, you know, not the biggest receiving threats. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is a little bit of an, a worry if you want to play Amari Cooper, but I think Amari Cooper is just too good of a receiver right now to, to like, worry about him that much. Number eight, I have DK Metcalf. You know, DK Metcalf is a little bit inconsistent with Tyler Lockett. You know, they're kind of, some games, uh, Tyler Lockett will go off for like 30, DK will go off 30 the next game, but when they do bad, they, they can they can struggle a little bit. He does obviously very much struggle against Jalen Ramsey. Um, he plays in price year, which, you know, you don't love that, but uh, DK Metcalf can catch the ball a little bit more this year. I think he can... Uh, really grow as a receiver. Yeah, I mean, being NFC West just makes it 10 times harder to be a really good receiver in the league. Number seven, I got A.J. Brown. I think he'll take a take a decent step this year. You know, he was pretty good last year. Um, he wasn't, like, crazy or anything, but uh, he was he was a pretty good receiver last year. I don't think he'll take too big of a step. I don't think Julio being there really will help him out too much. You know, you still got Derrick Henry, and then you got Julio, and then you got A.J. Brown. It's just, I feel like there's just way too many uh, offensive threats there to say that A.J. Brown will become a top five receiver this year. Um, number six, I got Calvin Ridley. You know, I think Calvin Ridley will be a good receiver this year. I just, I can't have him in the top five just because I don't know. You know, only one only one good year. I just can't say that he's a top five receiver in fantasy. Number five, I have Justin Jefferson. I think he's going to take a pretty, pretty uh, big leap this year. They uh, did move off of uh, Kyle Rudolph. Irv Smith is out for the year. So now you just have Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And with how much Kirk does like to throw it. He's usually a consistent 4,000-yard passer, I think. Uh, Justin Jefferson will get the main target, so he's in my five. Number four, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think when Kyler was pretty healthy last year, he was, I think, almost the best receiver in fantasy, one of the best receivers, so I think he'll he'll stay at that pace. Number three, I have Tyreek Hill. And, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill is obviously Tyreek Hill. He's amazing. Um, he does, you know, sometimes he could have games where he has like under 15, which, you know, having Travis Kelsey there isn't great. And, you know, sometimes he'll struggle if the Chiefs just blow out a team and they sort of, sort of like, you know, run out the clock. Um, yeah. Uh, number two, I have Stephon Diggs. Diggs is just Stephon Diggs. He's playing really good. I mean, him and Josh Allen have just been unstoppable last year. I pretty much have him over Tyree Kill, though, because I think Diggs is just going to be a little bit more consistent this year. Number one, Devontae Adams. He was the best receiver last year. I still think he's the best receiver this year. Um, the Packers don't really have any other receiving threats. They have Tunyon, and him, and, you know, that's pretty much it. You do have Aaron Jones, but that's not really too big of a deal. Aaron Rodgers loves Devontae Adams. He's going to consistently hit him, and I think he's going to be the best this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing that we do have different is Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams are pretty similar, other than the fact that Michael Thomas gets a lot of slants, but... Um, he is injury prone, and it could easily go bad for Devonte Adams. Like Michael Thomas was wide receiver one the year he broke the receptions record, so it could easily, easily go either way. He could get injured and not really be good the rest of the year. So I just think one thing that separates Devonte from Michael Thomas is Devonte's a little bit better of a deep threat than Michael Thomas is. Michael Thomas isn't too big of a deep threat, but Devonte Adams he's pretty much everything. And yes, the injuries last year weren't great, but it wasn't too big of an injury, so I think he should be he should be fine this year. Okay, so that is our podcast. Um, uh, check us out next week. We will be doing more podcasts in the future. Um, oh yeah, check out our Instagram at the Fantasy Crew. 
Uh, we're going to have a link to our YouTube there where we should be posting clips of our podcast podcasting on uh, YouTube. So you can watch clips of that there. All right. You have anything you want to say? Nope. All right. Well, see you guys later. Bye.